Welcome, listeners, to the 31st chapter of the QAnon Anonymous podcast, the Q Clock and CPAC episode. As always, we are your hosts, Jake Rakotansky, Julian Field, and Travis View. This week, we are diving into the key that unlocks all keys, the clock that always strikes midnight, the gun that fails to shoot, the best flat thing since the earth itself, the Q Clock. It can tell the future. And that's why Jake Rakotansky takes a stab at Q Clock fanfic. This episode also has a segment that we've been working on with a spy. She infiltrated CPAC for us, claiming to represent an organization dubbed Q News, and nabbing sound bites from Laura Loomer, Jacob Wohl, the guy who created the walkaway movement, singer Joy Villa, and pop star Ricky Rebel, among others. But wait, there's a cherry on top. That's right, we're having a little chat with Chapo Trap House host Virgil Texas. But before all that... QAnon news. First up, Minecraft creator Notch goes all in for QAnon. Uh, So like we mentioned last week, the billionaire creator of Minecraft, Marcus Person, better known as Notch, tweeted out, Q is legit. Don't trust the media. Uh, This past week, he did even more to promote QAnon. Uh, First, he put a link to uh, QMap.pub in his Twitter bio for his millions of uh, followers to see. And then he said in a tweet, check out Praying Medic on YouTube. Uh, like we covered on the uh, Top Minds of QAnon episode, Praying Medic may be the most vile and exploitative of the QAnon grifters. Uh, so uh, that would definitely make Notch by far the biggest and most influential QAnon promoter right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is crazy. Why now? I have, I have no idea. It's very it's weird. weird. People, it's, it's, he's, he's extremely online. He responds to just about everybody. Everyone. Yeah, he I saw that. To, people were sort of begging him to like look into the kind of person praying medic was yeah. not, uh, just yesterday and he was like blocking people it's an ugly situation this reads to me a bit like you know when you're uh, a bad writer you kind of you get to like a scene you don't know anything about and instead of researching you just kind of work your way through it and in the back of your head you tell yourself oh i'll just say it's experimental so this guy has done the same thing but with trolling right so he'll yeah. make a, a claim and then if it turns out he looks like shit for making it he'll be like well i was just trolling yeah, yeah i was just trying to see what it yeah. would happen if i promoted this so he says this then he says it again yeah and then he and then he starts making even more outlandish claims and then he makes the most outlandish claim possible so that really you can't fully own him i guess even you though can. he has been owned but yeah. in his mind he's like i'm not owned i mean he literally is corn cobbing but but the thing is is like he's he's got money which is so which, fucking what well, well it's scary i mean if he if he is a true believer with that kind of with those kind of resources i think that it's safe to say that uh, he could potentially have more reach than a guy like joe m who who doesn't even have q map in his fucking profile yeah. like it, some rich yeah. dickhead who could pay for people's fucking health insurance is currently promoting praying medic the guy who says he can heal 80 percent of the people he prays for it's weird the he's, level of stupidity here he's he's this weird bill Billionaire shut-in who just posts and trolls and games, yeah. and he is like, people are begging him to stop, you know, <laughs> promoting this insanity, yeah. and he just says no. He has the mobility of Stephen Hawking, but by choice. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, next, we have a uh, new QAnon book is an Amazon bestseller. 
Uh, so the new QAnon book, uh, QAnon, An Invitation to the Great Awakening, hit number two on the Amazon bestseller list, uh, is written by uh, a dozen uh, anonymous Q followers, decoders, and citizen journalists known collectively as Where We Go One, We Go All. Uh, and it claims, among many other things, that uh, Democrats murder and eat children and that the government created AIDS, polio, and Lyme disease. Um, unsurprisingly, a copy has already been leaked and is uh, circulating through the QAnon community. Mm. Yeah, that's amazing. Whoever leaked it is probably a hero. So we're going to go into the book in a later episode, but I want to talk about one thing that yeah. I spotted. Mm -hmm. And it was this particular section on Q proofs. You know how much I love the Q proofs. Right. Absolutely. This particular Q proof is about a file name on a Trump tweet on Twitter. And if you look at, if you look at the file name of the image of this Trump tweet, it says uh, D-O-I-T-Q-J-8-U-I-8-A-A-O-W-S-Q.jpg. Mm -hmm. and so the, that's purposeful. For that's pur sure. So the first section basically say, they saying says do it Q, right? Of this okay. file name on Twitter. And the the author those person is basically saying that saying that uh, this was sort of intentional. This is, so this file name says do it Q. Yeah. And this is sort of a signal that that Trump is down with Q. Right. Yeah. And so this author says <clears throat> referencing this file name says coincidence when uploading an image to Twitter, the name of the file is randomly assigned, generally characters of random numbers and letters. You cannot choose the name of the file. If you go now and download any image from Twitter, you'll see that the code assigned is random. So, so this person is trying to sell you on the idea that it's not a coincidence. And then they go yeah. on to explain that the file name is randomly generated. Yeah. So they're saying that they'll understand what they're saying, but they're saying that it's necessarily not a coincidence yeah. because it's random. Something can't simultaneously be random and not a coincidence. Okay, All but have you ever stood in front of a mirror? There's a perfect replica, and there's two of you at the same time. Yeah. So you're fucking wrong. <laughs> if you not, think mirror, no. both things are true. Uh, no. Yeah, it's... <laughs> It was. It was like I was trying to understand what it's like. What's like? Is it a coincidence? I thought there was going to go. Oh, uh, the cabal or so the white hat secretly hacked Twitter and made it say "do it Q" on purpose. Yeah. Instead, they accurately described that it's a completely random pro process, unwittingly showing that it can't. It can't be purposeful. It is a coincidence. It's just like they they undermine themselves over and over themselves in the book. It's it's yeah. it's, it's insanity. Yeah. So anyways, so uh, there's lots of that. And I'm sure we'll talk about it in a future episode. Yeah. This is this is a bit like when you post a nude and then there's something behind you that you forgot to like crop out or whatever. And it's like incredibly embarrassing. <laughs> it's yeah, like, like a, damn. Like a dirty kitty yeah, litter yeah. box. You're trying to look sexy, but there's just like literally your cat's asshole is crapping yeah. in the background. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. You could tell this was not carefully edited. It's like, it's like if anyone yeah. was sort of like, you know, basic sort of critical thinking skills gave us a once over be like oh you contradict yourself a lot here you know yeah that's all and if that if someone did that they'd be called travis view yeah and they <laughs> and they'd be pissing in a stream <laughs> an ever-moving stream <laughs> my third story relates to the book it's a uh, q book causes rift within the QAnon community uh, so there, there seems to be a populist opposition to the book within the QAnon community. Uh, so there, there are many who are calling the authors of the book patriots, as in, you know, they just yeah. it for the money. Uh, and they're claiming that it's against the QAnon ethos to profit from Q research and hold yourself up as an authority on QAnon. 
Uh, curiously, though, QAnon has not commented directly on the book. Hmm, uh, that's so interesting. It is interesting. You know, it's funny. It's like uh, Q sort of more or less directly called out Jerome Corsi in InfoWars. Yeah. And when they call, basically called them money grubbers. But no comment on this book. Quite as clear. Crabs in a bucket, man. Fascinating. There ain't nobody you can trust in this game. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, so here's a, here's one tweet from a uh, QAnon follower who's kind of leading the anti-patriot charge. Hashtag QAnon, hashtag QArmy. Patriots are selfless. Patriots inform the unknowing. Patriots do not take donations or charge for access to information, including selling books and movies about Q. Patriots don't lead people to echo chamber platforms. Oh, which is quite the opposite. It's quite the opposite, true. <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's it's weird how it's I'm like this clear. is this is a, a this is a huge conspiracy that is based just it's just a grift it's I just mean, a scam. Every single person in the community uh, does some form of monetization or asks for some form of donations, well, including multiple yeah of the authors. And uh, I think she she just sounds fucking jealous. Well, yeah, and she's weird. only got like 11, 11 likes, eight retweets. So I mean, it's not getting the kind of uh, engagement that you one would hope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there's yeah, there's this there's this sort of like the division against against like like there's like people like this who say that oh we should all be doing this for free, and then the other people like praying medic unsurprisingly has been defending yeah. the book. Yeah, and uh, yeah. and uh, other people was it Dustin Nemos who's another author of the book who's yeah. been defending it. But there is interesting there's sort of like a battle over QAnon orthodoxy going on right now yeah. what does it truly mean to sort of spread the message and is it okay to profit or uh even like make a living i know that joe m for example in the book he claims that they claims that he's not taking any money from it mm -hmm. he did he did author one section of it but um yeah, inter interesting sort of uh, schism happening right now. They have a, they have this sort of like e egalitarian view of like yeah. what QAnon is supposed to be. Everyone's sort of like on a level playing field, and yeah. they're, what they're trying to resist against uh, just a new establishment. Yeah. Like so, what's what's happening? Of course, in any movement, there are some people who are more prominent because they're you know they're more influential or mm -hmm. uh, more articulate for whatever reason, and they become the establishment. They're trying to fight against the creation of this this new Q establishment. Yeah. So before we move on, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a, a brand new section here. I'm gonna surprise you with. Oh, yes, it's, it's good. What is it's, it? It's called it's called QAnon rumors. This isn't news. So okay. <laughs> so so, uh, so we're becoming a rag. We yeah. are. Yes, this is a rag. So but uh, this this is the gossip section. One of the people who who claim uh, responsibility for uh, kicking off QAnon is a notorious alt right troll named Microchip, and. Um, this individual, it, apparently, it's it's been rumored that they have access, this person has access to some chat logs from Signal or something that will provide some sort of evidence about the, the, the true origin of it. And I have no idea what's allegedly in these chat logs, uh, but it's supposed to be allegedly be damaging. Now, this is basically a cue drop. Something, something big is going to happen. It's, yeah, it'll yeah. happen soon. But this is something, this is a rumor that has been circulating in the uh, sort of, let, let's say, anti-QAnon circles. Interesting. Well, speaking of, of big rumors, uh, last night, uh, Q was fucking lit. I mean, he basically uh, promised for the first time, really uh, plainly, that sealed indictments would be 
unsealed. Travis and I were saying earlier, he's he's really kind of blown his load that he's basically saying, hey, it's happening. Uh, you know, it's gonna it's gonna be very soon. Uh, you know, no dates. Possibly within the next week. I mean, that it sounds from the drops yeah. like it's that this is going to hit Monday morning. Yeah. news. So it's it. it, it yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like uh, two weeks. He didn't. He didn't caution patients or like anything like that. Like he used to do. It was all. It was all the the indictments are being unsealed. Yeah. It's all happening. It's all coming out. And um, it, it's it's very very um, odd. It's very unqueue like. You know. So I'm um, interesting where. Where, where where Q is going with this, honestly. Yeah, so if we all wake up Monday morning and uh, a bunch of Democrats have been indicted, uh, we can all uh, take the cyanide pill that comes with your $5 <laughs> pledge um, that we yeah. mail to you, and we will all commit uh, ritual suicide uh, together. <laughs> so should we read those drops? Yeah, let's do it. I got them. All right. Because otherwise, next week's going to be a little late. Yeah. Especially no, next if, week's going to be... Especially if the Democrats is, are going to hang. This is... <laughs> 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 It'll be like, well, that really eclipsed the Q drops. Man, I, now we have to cover that. Man, I almost wish they would. I've start, I started reading uh, Hillary Clinton's book. And, Please note, Jake does not actually wish anybody to hang. No, of course not. But oh my god, this book—it's uh, how far into the four hundred and sixty pages are you? I made it through the forward. <laughs> what? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, okay, so we're gonna have to give you like a due date. That's what we're gonna have to do. Okay, force you. So last night. Q tweeted, it started with Q uh, taking a screen grab of a Donald J. Trump tweet uh, that just says treason, question mark, in all caps, uh, from September 5th, 2018. And Q writes under it, it's about to happen. Be vigilant, Q. And then he just writes, sealed to unsealed, indictments coming, Q. Patriots, stand at the ready and prepare for what is about to come. The Great Awakening! Q. Yeah, that's intense, man. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a pretty yeah, bold claim pretty even for Q. Yeah, it is. It's not like, oh, lots of things are be going behind the scenes that you won't that you won't see or uh, express patience or two weeks even. It's like, mm -hmm. it's happening now. It's it's, it's odd. This is kind of some store brand Q shit. Like, it's, it's kind yeah. of like boilerplate, like back to the classics. Yeah. I mean, this is what I got known for. I guess I'll play it on I stage. I mean, I mean, it's it's I I am pretty sure what's going to happen is that they're just going to um you know the QAnon community is going to get blue balls again and they'll just they'll just live with it. Yeah. But uh, I, it's interesting to see um yeah what comes next. Yeah, the entire I mean, Q community can at this point use their balls as a as a bean bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I I mean, most likely what'll happen is is nothing, and then you know when Anons ask about it. He'll be like moves, counter moves, deal made. Like he'll he'll just do <laughs> yeah, something right. like you That's know. True. Oh, you thought I was right? Think mirror. I'm wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, you're reading this shit? Uh, think mirror. Never read it again. Yeah, never read it again. Pick up book. <laughs> Pick up book. Enjoy life. <laughs> and now, the Q clock explained by our very own Travis View. The Q clock is basically QAnon numerology. And I love the Q clock because it's like advanced QAnon studies. Like all the stuff we've been talking about before, that's just been preparing you yeah. for this crazy mm -hmm. nonsense. This, this is, yeah. We, yeah, we're QAnon like 101. This is like advanced, like AP bio. Yeah, you got put in the AP math class and you're fucked. Yeah, so you're <laughs> fucked. You have no idea because you're, let's be honest, listener. You know, Q makes a huge effort. And we try to bring you this information, 
but you're too fucking stupid to understand. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't cancel your Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> so the Q clock is like so weird and convoluted. It's really a bit too much, even for most QAnon followers. Yeah. So <laughs> really, when you look at that nightmare of the eye of fucking Sauron over here, you'd think, yeah, you're going to get a minor concussion just from looking at it. <laughs> So uh, to give you an example, here's a uh, comment I, I captured from a QAnon subreddit, uh, R Great Awakening, before I got banned. Uh, and this QAnon follower is talking about just how baffled he is by Q people who use these Q clocks. And here's what they said. I was trying so hard to follow their patterning and reasoning during the clock construction, but that's a whole new level. I'm at the level where I help go through the Podesta emails and candy files. I can kind of follow what they point out but these are the front line so i mostly smile and nod the front line is usually grunts by the way the the the, the smart people the analysts yeah, kind right, of lay back right, in the, the cut you're not really understanding how armies work which is not fucking surprising because you're a larper <laughs> so um i'm going to describe uh what the q clock looks like the best i can but if you haven't already listener i'd recommend uh taking a look at the q on clock for yourself and so we're going to include a picture of it in the show notes on patreon but you can see it for yourself just by Googling uh, QAnon clock. I just noticed at the bottom of like the kind of core ring of the clock where the kind of brand of watch would be. Yeah. It just has the Kekistan flag. Yeah, it's Kekistan. Yeah. It's Kekistani flag. So, yeah, you could see this is made by Pepe's to yeah. torture boomers. I know. It's so funny that like this is so serious. The fate of the world like lies in the lies in the clutches and we will put our funny little logo in the very mouth. They can't fucking help themselves. I know. It's why I love yeah. them so. It's why we're here. I mean, we love yeah. we I mean, well, I can't speak for everybody, yeah. but I love how stupid <laughs> they make they make like a big Big military map with like all the details of the battle to come, and then they just draw a penis in the corner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they just can't fucking help themselves. I know, it's it's like... funny. It's funny though. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. So the Q clock uh, consists of a gray clock face with no hands, and uh, the clock face is encircled by numbers from zero zero to fifty nine. They're supposed to represent seconds of the Q clock. Uh, but on the outside of the clock face, there is a spiral of dates that loops around it, and each date corresponds to a particular second. So if you look at it, you can see that uh, December the second, uh, December seventh, uh, two thousand seventeen, corresponds to the second zero zero. December eighth uh, corresponds to second zero one, etc. And the the string of dates sort of coils around it several times. It's a fractal nightmare. So. Most of these dates are highlighted by blue or gray circles, and the rest are just left blank. The dates that are <laughs> highlighted by uh, circles represent dates where there is one or more Q drops. Uh, the gray circles mean that there was a Q drop on 4chan that day, and the blue circles means that there was a uh, Q drop on 8chan that day. And it looks a lot like a, a birth control pill dispenser. Can, can I just say, you know, like, it seems like they're making clocks and stuff. It's kind of a calendar, too. Yeah. I really want, like, a QAnon calendar where, you know, Joe M, Neon Revolt or whatever, they mm. they pose semi-nude a little <laughs> bit like the firemen on, the, on that one. So all these boomers can get horned up for, uh, you know, whatever those people look like. I would love that. Just this, this the sagging flesh of the boomer prophets laid out over the glossy pages of something that I will wank to 
multiple times a day. People in the QAnon community are actually torn on what the Q clock is supposed to be used for. Uh, some believe that it can actually be used to predict the future. And while others take the more conservative view that can't predict the future, but it can be used to prove that Q did predict the future. So, so <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so it's basically just a tool to aid in confirmation bias, really. Mm -hmm. So, by the way, before uh, our Discord community and general audience do it, I'm going to do it for you. Q cock, cock face. <laughs> <laughs> So they think that uh, the Q clock can do this because they imagine that the Q operation is this military project that's so perfect, so precise, that the Q team knows exactly what's going to happen on what date. And these, these Q drops, the day that they happen on, even the time that they happen on, is, is sending some sort of super subtle secret code about what's going to happen at some sort of future date. Yeah. So, but before I go into like uh, how the Q clock is supposed to work, so let's talk about how this thing came about in the first place. Um, on December 18th, 2017, uh, and Anon on 8chan asked Q, uh, what happened on 12-7, which is being referenced, and Q answered like this. Clock started 10 days, Q. So a pretty weird cryptic. No, I have no, no, no idea what that means. That just kind of sounds like he's hitting a stopwatch or something. Yeah. Like the race has begun. Like it doesn't. Yeah. Or like a countdown Maybe, to like yeah, 10 days. Yeah, that's probably yeah. it. Yeah. But uh, a clock was referenced again on January 6th, 2018 in the Q drop. And Q said this. Timestamp. Decipher. Think clock. Wind the clock with all markers. Relevant. Future proves past. Q. Think cock. Hmm. <laughs> so the next day on January 7th, 2018, a Q referenced the clock again in this Q drop. Important. Do you understand what just occurred? POTUS tweets 15 minutes between POTUS missing Q in select word. DEFCON 1 post here. POTUS mods tweets one minute between. POTUS adds Q in select word. This was not meant to signify authorization established. This is to train you how to understand the correlation between posts and tweets. Future proves past. Wind the clock. The clock and the graphic are essential. Feel privileged. POTUS just spoke to his board. Private personnel. Penis personnel. <laughs> We serve at the pleasure of the president. Q. So the key line in that is the clock and the graphic are essential. So, but but wait, so he's saying here future proves past, but for something to prove something, it has to become present. So it just doesn't make any fucking sense because yeah. the future is invisible. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, because this predicts it because they're yeah, prescient, because they have insider information. <laughs> that's what that's he's right. saying, is that the future will show you that I was right. But that's the only way that QAnon is right ever, is in the future, because it's a nebulous, non-existent thing yeah. that hasn't yet arrived. Yeah, and exactly. that's where they're correct. Yeah. That's the only place where they're right <laughs> yeah. across the board. That's true. Essentially, certain especially obsessive people in the QAnon community took these as instructions and uh, since Q said that the, the clock started on December 7th, 2017, 
that date aligns with the zero zero seconds on the cue clock they eventually constructed using these instructions. Okay, yeah. Before I really start continue about the cue clock, I, I want to make a quick note on sort of like Chan speak. Okay. Who might not be aware. Uh, Travis is canceled. Right. <laughs> Travis so, is already pre, he's pre-canceled. Pre, pre-canceled. So uh, on the Chan's, the word fag isn't really used like a homophobic slur like it is usually. Yeah. It, it's, it's a suffix that's sort of just casually attached to any word and like, like if someone in the chance is like using, uh, browsing 4chan or 8chan on their phone, that's called phone fagging. What? It's like, <laughs> they just, just reading it on they, your phone is they, phone fagging. That's fat. That's phone fact. They is just, it, de- is there desktop fagging or yeah, like they, what's, they, yeah, desktop fagging, just anything, just yeah. any word at all. They just, they whenever just, I look at stuff, I'm eye fagging. You're eye fagging. That's the, just, just when I eat, I'm, I'm mouth fagging and then I'm stomach fagging as that's I, much. as I digest. <laughs> And, and course, honestly, when I bang my wife, I'm a uh, fuck fagging. <laughs> and this uh, carried over to the QAnon community on 8chan. So on 8chan, there are sort of like QAnon specialists who work on making these Q clocks. And they are called, and this is intended to be a term of endearment, clock fags. Mm. And the practice of making Q clocks is called clock fagging. So This is like uh, when Batman goes to like the underground layer and gets shown all the technology or whatever. Yep. You know, it's like your autistic sidekick that makes sure that you're fucking cool and tactical. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you an example of like how people use this Q clock. So on uh, October 28th, 2018, you might remember that uh, Caesar Sayak was arrested. Uh, Caesar Sayak was a Trump fan who allegedly mailed bombs that failed to explode to several people criticized by Trump. Uh, Sayak had this highly decorated van, and for a moment on that day, there was this rumor that the back of the van included a screenshot of 8chan, but this wound up being untrue. Uh, But while that rumor was circulating, the QAnon community thought that this supposed screenshot was being used to frame 8chan for what Sayak was being accused of. So wait, so not only was the basis of their claim false, but they also called that it was a false flag so they were just like wrong and then wrong on top of multiple it. layers of wrong. It's, it's, it takes effort to dig into how wrong they are. Oh man, yeah, I was mentioned in that person's poem. Again, not true. He did it because he's in love with me. Never happened. <laughs> Done. There's one particular 8chan user who thought that the Q clock predicted this sort of blaming of 8chan of Caesar Sayak's whoa, whoa, supposed whoa. actions. Using bold and red? This is uh, this is breaking all the rules. It this is. guy thinks that this is an emergency. And here's what uh, this anon 8chan said. Q clock proof here. Q team knew of the attack of the van to frame anons here on the clock. October 26th today lines up with June 28th. 4chan, 8chan poll threads. Notice the back of the van from the MSM pick and the Twitter pick? Frame us? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Not happening. <laughs> what they're saying is that, so on June 28th, there was a Q drop that said this. They noticed the coordinated effort to ramp profiling attacks. 4chan, 8chan poll threads. On the Q clock, that day, June 28th, lines up with the day of Caesar Sayak's arrest. And therefore, they're claiming that this was some sort of clue or hint that Q knew that 8chan would be framed through this arrest. Again, it's an anonymous board. Why would you? I mean, frame? Yeah. It's like, usually you want at least the name of the person you're framing. Like, let's say you're framing Roger Rabbit. 
You want you want yeah. to know who he is before you That's frame a good him. Point. Frame the anonymous. <laughs> who framed this message board? <laughs> they line dates with other dates on on the Q clock, and they say that means that there's some sort of hint to what what's going to happen. And that's that's probably a simple one. That's probably as simple as they get. They get much more convoluted. And the more convoluted Q clocks usually involve the second markers from 00 to 59 on the Q clock. Uh, for example, one QAnon follower used the Q clock in an attempt to predict that Donald Trump would declassify FISA documents with an executive order on September 9th 2018, and this would lead to false flags and panic from the cabal or deep state. And uh, obviously that didn't happen. But here's how they use the Q clock to determine that's what would happen. So this particular QAnon follower noticed that uh, on a February 8th, 2018 Q drop said panic in DC. Well, on the Q clock, that lines up with a December 10th 2017 Q drop that says this. False flags. POTUS 100% insulated. Expect fireworks. Justice. Q. Well, I love setting up a joke that I'm going to give the punchline to a year later. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows that that helps people pay attention and just gets your message across. I also love this, you know, panic in DC thing. And it, it reminds me of like that saying they have, which is, how many coincidences before mathematically impossible? But they never really pay attention to the amount of times that they were wrong. How many times can you be wrong before it's mathematically impossible that your to theory right is right? right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Both the dates of those Q drops, February 8th, 2018, December 10th, 2017, line up with the three-second uh, three marker of the Q clock. On the opposite side of the three-second marker is the 33-second marker. And guess what? There's a Q drop that was posted on September 5th, 2018 that has the timestamp 173303. And that Q drop with the 3303 timestamp said think EO, meaning executive order. So Jesus Christ. So therefore, all of that, so the 21818 drop, the, the 121017 drop, the three second marker, the 33 second marker, all of that lines up with the with September 9th, 2018 on the Q clock. And so you put that all together, then therefore you determine that an executive order on September 9th is going to lead to false flags and panics. And of course that means that the D class is happening that day. And mm -hmm. if you're not following me, then good, fine. You're, you're a healthy person yeah. with a mind that works. There's really no reason to understand this on this depth. Yeah, it, don't be a clock uh, F word. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird and it's horrifying. They just spin themselves in the loops. So it, it can, but that's a bad one, but it gets even way more elaborate than that. They turn these, these sort of these Q clocks into these, massive elaborate graphics with lines running everywhere and connecting dates and time stats and seconds and just it's it's absolute madness travis's blood pressure is up again it, yeah it sure is <laughs> it's a, it, so it, it is all just a waste of time but it is also a lot of hard work so here's one anon's guide on 8chan <laughs> to doing it properly resources needed the Q Clock app, a blank clock attached, uh, an internet connection for QAnon mirror site, uh, Trump Twitter archive, and uh, current breaking news posts. 
uh, it helps if you have more than one computer so you don't have to switch windows. Uh, big monitors are nice. Uh, don't forget that you can use any modern big screen TV by using a memory stick of files. Uh, I recommend printing out the blank clock. Uh, an old traditional standard calendar is helpful as well. Uh, don't be afraid to write on it. And a real clock. Uh, go vintage if you can for motivation. For motivation. <laughs> for motivation. Uh, search for, for every occurrence of clock and read the posts. Uh, Q has spoken about this very specifically. Uh, visu- think, for, think for yourself. Vi- exactly like this. Visualize a system where the time markers and deltas differences uh, confirm the relations between the posts, the maps of individual Q posts uh, that he confirmed from the beginning uh, are navigated with the clock as the legend. <laughs> uh, the dates correspond to time markers on the clock. Uh, Honestly, if I read this, I go, fuck it, and just go make another bologna Dorito sandwich. <laughs> uh, other nons have already done the groundwork, so try to build on the work that has already been done. Uh, do not look forward and try to make predictions. Look backward on the clock for confirmations that are made with today's news. Yeah, predictions work a lot better when you work retroactively to prove <laughs> to prove a point that I mean fuck. <laughs> fuck. Fuck. They say don't make predictions, prove that the predictions yeah. did happen. It's just right. just highly concentrated high effort concentra- yeah. uh, confirmation bias. This very much fits with the Nostradamus <laughs> stuff. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's it's awful. And it, it, like in the sort of like an 8chan the the clock fags, as they are affectionately called, they're like the QAnon. Canceled, Canceled again. <laughs> they're like the QAnon monks. Like they're the people who like who get sequestered in this weird. It's <laughs> true. Li- yeah. They have weird... to tie a little uh, a little piece of rope around their nuts until they fall off. <laughs> right. <They're... laughs> they all sing beautifully. <laughs> they're sort of like deeply concentrated in this this esoteric art. Listen, listen, Travis. Can you hear it? That's the song of the clock fags. <laughs> is is um is is really horrifying i've i i almost i one is i'm curious about how these people live like what do they do in like their spare time if they're working out their have their their manual calendar and their dual monitors working on these yeah. crazy elaborate useless key don't clocks. forget don't forget the cup holder for your big gulp <laughs> also make sure you set yourself up with a very comfortable chair because otherwise you get bed sores after a day and a half of doing this the funny thing is that they have actually been forced to expand the cue clock since it was first created so originally the first cue clock uh, the last day was uh, 11 12 uh, 2018, which is the anniversary of JFK's death. This is like the Y2K bug where they just didn't think about <laughs> you know, the date reaching a certain number. <laughs> like, well, they assumed the arrest would happen by Yeah, I know. Right, right. The, yeah, the person doing it's like, should I keep drawing? No, 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 it'll be by then for sure. Come yeah. on. By then, come on. So, of course, that date has passed. So they've been enforced to expand it to another date. 529-2019. That happens to be JFK's birthday. Oh, fuck yeah. That day is fast approaching, so they're probably going to have to expand it again pretty yeah. soon. You're saying this thing is going to become even more complex in Byzantine? Yes, it's just going to be bigger and bigger and bigger until it's just a, a, insanity. Yeah, until it's a, a planet and has its own gravity, mm-hmm. and we have to <laughs> determine whether we should establish a colony on the Q-clock. <laughs> The process of working on these clocks, it really reminds me of the scene from The Simpsons in which Chief Wiggum is trying to solve a robbery spree, and he manipulates data on a map to come to a particular conclusion. Hello, police. Are you sitting down? Good. I wish to report a robbery. A robbery, right. Thanks for the report. It's another one, Lou. 723 Evergreen Terrace. 
Well, there doesn't seem to be any pattern yet, but if I take this one and move it here, <laughs> then I move these over here. Hello. It almost looks like an arrow. Hey, look, Chief, it's pointing right at this police station. Let's get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's about right. So that's really all they're doing. They're taking a bunch of data. Data, which, by the way, is meaningless even to begin with. Yeah. Like, like like phrases and cue drops and dates that appear on this totally yeah. arbitrary cue clock. Yeah, like even if they line up, it's 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 qualitative. There's yeah. no quantitative data in the things. You just have to kind of be like aesthetically, like this word matches that word, and like yeah. the the kind of feeling of these drops is similar. Using the Q clock is this idealized form of masturbatory, substanceless QAnon research. It's based on nothing real, and almost nobody understands it. Even on even the majority of QAnon followers, you're so triggered, dude. I, mean, I, I, I it's just like I, look at him. He's I can't imagine a, a bigger waste of time. And I research QAnon in my spare time. <laughs> his skin is flush. I bet he has that little prickling feeling under his arms where the deodorant's trying to struggle. To... <laughs> and now a Q clock story with Jake Rockatansky. Moments ago, the president had given his remarks on the tax and jobs bill on the White House lawn to a gaggle of fawning journalists. But now, he was slumped in his chair behind the Resolute desk within the Oval Office, with stacks of papers and folders piled high in front of him, nearly eclipsing his tired, rouge-stained face. Alan, get me a Diet Coke. Button's not working. An aide rushed out of the room. Trump leaned back in his chair and sighed. You know, I lost my pocket watch. <laughs> Jeff Sessions' ears perked up a bit. Excuse me, Mr. President? Session said as he quietly released some gas into his underpants. <laughs> <laughs> my, pocket, my pocket watch. I had it on Marine One. Something occurred to him. Maybe I left it on Marine One. The aide entered silently through the double doors carrying a glass of ice and a familiar-looking can with silver and red markings. Oh, goody, said the president. Session stared blankly as the president rubbed his hands together and smacked his lips, a tiny ritual he would perform before consuming his most coveted beverage. Sessions couldn't help but shake his head. How the fuck had he gotten himself into this mess? He'd been an attorney general for over a year and he hadn't gotten to do any cool shit. Never should have recused, he thought to himself. And had Sessions known that in doing so, he'd have to hand off his entire Uranium One investigation to some asshole attorney from Utah, he'd have never have done it. It's always better when you drink it out of the can, Jeff, Trump said. Must be something in the way they seal the air inside. Keeps all its energy, don't you think? He took a long, thirsty gulp from the frothy glass. Yes, Mr. President. Sessions sighed as another cloud of... <laughs> as another cloud of sulfuric... <laughs> Wow, just another fart joke. <laughs> Still funny after all these years. <laughs> <clears throat> yes, Mr. President. Session sighed as another cloud of sulfuric gas emerged from his lower orifice, burrowing its way deep within the couch. <laughs> this happened every time he ate anything from Carl's Jr., but <laughs> of course, <laughs> the president insisted they call it in from the chopper on the way to D.C. Both men perked up as a small commotion that could be heard outside the Oval Office. The sound of men in suits, men carrying classified information. The doors to the Oval Office burst open. Four men in sleek black suits blew through the Oval Office like a hurricane, surrounding the president's desk. Trump sat up straight and quickly adjusted his fat, ill-knotted tie. 
Rex Tillerson bursts through the doors behind them. Why won't anybody tell me what the fuck is going on? Tillerson wailed. Sessions locked eyes with Rex. What a bitch, Sessions thought. Tillerson was the ultimate wet blanket, and as far as Sessions was concerned, his disappointing intellect was only outdone by his complete and utter lack of commitment to the white agenda. He was an armchair white supremacist at best. <laughs> One of the men in suits spoke in a calm but serious tone. Mr. President, it's time. Let's roll, Trump said. He then... <laughs> oh, God, he just spat. Sorry. Gross. Let's roll, Trump said. He then stretched his arms out, and two of the men hoisted him out of his seat <laughs> as, as if he were a child in a high chair. Pools of soda pop and small bits of fried batter were scattered around the desk in front of him. All that's missing is the bib, Sessions muttered under his breath, smirking to himself. The men were ushered down a long corridor and into a small gray elevator. Have the others arrived? Trump asked one of the men. Yes, sir. They're on standby in Situation Room Q. Trump smiled. Love that, he chuckled. After a short ride, the door slid open, revealing a large, sleek room with monitors mounted to the wall. On the screens were rare papers and slickly produced videos. On a large flat screen in the center of the room were the letters WWG1WGA. The men in the suits peeled back and stood guard near the elevators. Trump and Sessions made their way towards a large table. Sitting around it were five other men. Secretary of Defense Jim Mattis, popular Fox News host Sean Hannity, WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange, and a guy who only went by Joe M., and a man whose face was concealed completely in shadow, lit only by the light from a glowing embers on the end of his cigarette. Oh shit, that's Q. Trump plopped down in a large leather chair at the head of the table. Sessions took a seat next to him. The man with the cigarette spoke. We're prepared to move into phase three. Okay, and what's that? Trump asked brashly. <laughs> the chants are completely under our control. Any opposition is written off as a paid shill. The man grinned a toothy brown smile from behind a trail of smoke. The memes worked. We're receiving over 200 million unique views on every drop. Incredible news, Trump smiled. He turned to the other men at the table. Son, how are you? How's your daughter? Uh, she's good, Don, Hannity said. Exciting times. Indeed, smirked the president. What's next? The man in the black stubbed his cigarette out onto the table. We need a device. Something our digital soldiers can use to map the coming operations and plan accordingly. We've brought in one of our field agents. He motions to Joe. This is Joe M. His video has over three million views, and we've used it quite often to build morale. Hey, how you doing, Joe? Trump asked. Joe looked around the room, completely bewildered. Oh, this is fucking awesome, Joe chirped. He could barely contain his excitement. Less than 12 hours ago, he'd been on the phone with Xbox support, arguing about an unfair ban he'd received while playing Call of Duty. He straightened up a little bit. I, uh, you know, I don't have the greatest microphone or anything, and um, I'm still, like, learning how to tweak my audio files and shit, but, uh, yeah, I mean, wh whatever you guys need, I I'm your dude. He folded his hands nervously in front of him. Fantastic, squawked Trump. Mr. President, here's where you come in. We need something that'll appeal to the common man, but complicated enough for our bakers in the field to be able to explain in 100 posts or less. Typically, we use various ciphers or even- Trump cut him off. It should be a clock. People love clocks. I love clocks. <laughs> Sessions glanced around the table. The other members seemed to be choking back their concern. The man in black was silent for a moment, and then he spoke. Hmm. Some sort of countdown that we could- No, it can't tell time. Too obvious. Trump said. Uh, but what will the hands point to? No hands. 
<laughs> a sage spoke up. Mr. President, uh, this all due respect. Trump interrupted him. It's to predict the future. Trump folded his arms in front of him, proud of himself for inventing <laughs> such a concept. A nervous Joe M. piped up. Uh, but God Emperor, and uh, pardon me for saying so, but it doesn't really make... Uh, any kind of se- maybe not to you, dummy, but I think everybody else at this table, everybody involved in this operation, knows exactly what I'm talking about. The rest of the men nodded while exchanging quick, worried glances to one another. But the president was on a roll. Here's what it is: it's a clock, but every every second will stand for two, maybe even three, possibly four different dates. Uh, dates of the arrests. What do you think? Mattis, who'd been quiet the entire meeting, finally leaned forward gently in his seat. But, Mr. President, sir, we have no way of knowing when any of these arrests <laughs> could possibly take place. We should put some circles in there. I like circles, and I like them, and I think that they look really, really important. Trump bit his lip, thinking for a moment. Different colored circles. Once again, Trump leaned back in his chair, raising his eyebrows at the others seated around him. A tense silence washed over the group. The man in black produced a cigarette from an engraved metal tin and put it to his lips. He struck a match and held it to the tip of the cigarette, inhaling deeply. So it's a clock with no hands that doesn't tell time. Correct. <laughs> and each second will correspond to multiple dates, which will signal arrests we're not sure will even take place. Bingo, said the president. <laughs> and these dates, they'll have multicolored circles, which do... Nothing. Excellent. I think we're done here. (laughs) Trump struggled to his feet. Great work, gentlemen. Where we go one, we go all. The group responded unenthused. (laughs) Trump glanced in Hannity's direction. Good to see you, Sean. And with that, he was gone. Back into the elevator, the men in suits at his side. Sessions quietly clocked the temperature of the room. Mattis had his head... Did he? He clocked the temperature of the room? Yes. Shut up. (laughs) Mattis had his head in his hands, sighing audibly. The younger guy, Joe, at the far end of the table was asking Hannity if he could have his autograph. The man in black spoke. Well, gentlemen, looks like we've got our work cut out for us. He grinned, stepping through the smoke and shadow into a shaft of bright white light from above, revealing his face for the first time. He was a tallish man with long, dark hair and a bushy mustache. He reached up and removed a wig and set it on the table before slowly peeling the mustache off of his face. The man looked considerably more handsome now. Although it was clear that he was well into his 50s, one couldn't ignore his boyish smile and Kennedy-esque good looks. Mattis lifted his head and addressed the man. What now, John? John F. Kennedy Jr. slowly (laughs) took his seat at the head of the table where the president had been sitting. Wait, he had to he had to stay anonymous even for the president. Yeah, like he, he can't reveal to yeah, the president. Yeah. <laughs> John F. Kennedy Jr. slowly took his seat at the head of the table where the president had been sitting. Now, we start the clock. <laughs> Amazing. Good. And there's no ticking. There's because you know there's no. Yeah. There's, there's nothing. No. There's you can't start it. No. There's no thing. Yeah. That yeah turns or does anything. Yeah. It's just the clock like spirals. Uh, 
farther and farther every time they get everything wrong? Yeah, my, my reasoning was that it is something this convoluted and, and, and broken shitty. and yeah. unusable <laughs> could only come yeah. from the mind of uh, Donald Trump. Autistic yeah. people scrambling to... Uh, Decode to nothing. Please, <laughs> yeah. To please uh, this just absolute dunce, yeah. you know, who just kind of throws stuff out the side of his mouth at best, yeah. hoping it'll become policy if his generals don't hold him back. CPAC Chopra. Susie, welcome to the show. You were our spy at CPAC. Uh, you were there under the pretense of being an anchor for something called Q News. Thank you. I actually checked QNews.com. It does not exist, but I'm seriously considering uh, just registering it for you know, legitimacy in the future. So this wasn't your first time at CPAC, right? No, it was not my first time at CPAC. I think of myself as a little like CPAC connoisseur. Um, you, you always pretend to be somebody else when you're there. Yeah, I do. I think it's a better experience. I know, like, I ran into the travel guys when I was there, and everyone, like, they're all walking around with, like, the media badges that are yeah. bright pink. Yeah. Um, I like to go deep undercover because I think you get to actually see the real deal. I, it was a more subdued experience this year than in years past. Well, yeah, the, uh, the Chapo elite, though, like, you know, they, you know, they do their own thing, but Q oh, yeah. is about the people. You bought a hat from our friend Vincent Fusca, a.k.a. JFK Jr., I got a hat from him. I was so excited when I ran into him. He had this little a set of groupies hanging yeah. out with him. I, I should have gotten on tape, but I mm -hmm. asked him, I was like, so what's your theory? Do you think it's him? They're like, oh, I think it's him. I really think yeah. it's him. So, uh, no, I purchased a hat. It was uh, $40. It's full of sequins. It lights up and says Trump 2016. I love it. It yeah. is. I have zero regrets about purchasing that hat. Damn, at this he's point still fucking slinging merch from two years ago. Dude, I slow, know. Slow business. The the Fusca Fusca and Brothers business is is going slowly. It sounds like. Uh, I know. You, I bought him for a bit. I was like, I swear you said thirty dollars. He's like, nope, forty. And uh, oh, but I no no no. So I was like, you said thirty. He was like, no forty. And then I actually was recording at the time. I overheard. I listened back. He said thirty in the recording, and then he was like scamming me for an extra ten. He's a carny. Yeah, total carny. Total weirdo. Yeah, that fits in with like an incredibly wealthy family like the Kennedys. Speaking of wealth, you saw a hot dog buffet. Oh my God. The opening night reception that you had to pay 25 bucks to get in. And I, at first I was like, no way, Jose. But then I realized there's a lot of shit going on in the reception. So I ponied up and I get in there and there's a buffet and it's hot dogs, but it's not like full hot dogs. There's nobody serving them. Yeah. It's yeah. like crock pots full of half like everything's cut in half, yeah. hot dogs yeah. in buns. And there was a DC one, which was like half smokes with chili. And the chili was in its own bowl. There was the, uh, God, a uh, Chicago dog that was also fully disgusting. And then I can't even remember the last one. Maybe it was like Santa Fe, something. It had grilled peppers. They were all hideous. Um, and people were kind of picking them out, going for it. It just... People. was the most vile thing I've ever seen. But not you, of course. Dude, I'm not going to lie. I paid 25 <laughs> bucks again there. I totally picked two of those out. 
shamefully. I was so hungry at that point. I'd been sitting through horrible people talking about horrible things and just mm. it was like Scott Walker was being paraded about a Benghazi guy. And I was like, I'm eating my hot dogs right now. I would have done the same, to be honest. So how was it being <laughs> undercover and talking to all these right wing grifter celebrities? It was fun. Like, here's the thing. I, I feel like I never want to talk to celebrities that I respect because they are... I just don't want to bother them, but I so disrespect these people that I have no problem getting up in their face and bothering them. My favorite run-in maybe have been, outside of Fusca, Loomer, Laura Loomer. Mm -hmm. She was given that weird press conference with Wool about Ilhan Omar. It was super embarrassing, but my favorite thing that happened at some point, she was railing about how corporations are so mean to her. And she's like, and I've been banned from Lyft. I've been banned from Uber. And just this last Saturday, Chase, they cut off my cards and they suspended me from my bank account. And it was, <laughs> what are you talking about? What? That is just so revealing. Like, what What did you do, Laura? Like, that's not a that's not a thing a bank does because you're a racist, which you are. CPAC Chopra. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing here at CPAC. So I'm here at CPAC to raise awareness about uh, social media bias of conservatives mm -hmm. and uh, Trump supporters. And as you know, I've been banned uh, pretty much everywhere. They want to totally unperson me because my investigative reports are so uh, impactful and damaging to the left and their narrative, mm -hmm. as you can see with Ilhan Omar. Oh and God, uh, yeah. so I'm just here to talk to people. I just had a really great conversation with Don Jr. in the hall. I oh, gave really? him one of my uh, my new Stop the Bias hats, and hopefully he's going to wear it. And you know, I see that he is very uh, enthusiastic about mm -hmm. uh, talking about social media bias and this deplatforming. Mm -hmm. uh, Tucker Carlson mentioned me the other night on Fox News and so I'm just here to raise awareness and talk to the media and get all the conservatives on board because like you know this is like Disneyland for conservatives know, everyone's so here <laughs> and we all need to be on board about combating big tech social media bias of conservatives right because uh, they want to silence all of us and what happened to me could happen to you it could happen to any of these people I'm expecting it any day yeah when I, when I confronted Ilhan to her face about this and was releasing my reports and, and talking about how there was this active to suppress her immigration fraud, you know, I was banned on social media and the, the media, they printed in the paper that I'm a neo-Nazi. They said that, uh, they said that I was an anti-Muslim bigot, that I hated Muslim people. Yeah. The left, the right, I think we can all agree, unless you're like a jihadi or an Islamic uh, terrorist sympathizer, we can all agree that Ilhan Omar is a Jew hater. She's an anti-Semite. Mm -hmm. And so there's no reason why I should still be banned on Twitter. There's no reason why. It's egregious that you can call for the assassination of President Trump, hashtag kill all Jews. Hamas and, and the Muslim Brotherhood all have verified social media pages, but a 25-year-old Jewish American Trump supporter is not allowed to have her... Twitter account. Can you give us a little input on our brother Q and how you think he's going to be helping with this? You know, I honestly don't really follow Q that much. Oh, okay. uh, I I know that a lot of uh, Trump supporters do. Uh, I, I I couldn't really comment much because I don't I don't really follow Q. But uh, but you, know. you do agree like the deep state is a major problem that we're having to deal with. Well. I think there's a lot of forces uh, at play in this yeah. country, a lot of evil forces. We are dealing with the swamp. I believe the swamp in Washington is the deep state. With regards to the deep state, I mean, I think that President Trump, Don Jr., many people have tweeted about and and, and talked about this deep state effort, this 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 yeah. uh, this coup, this this uh, you know left wing initiative. I mean, look at what the FBI is. That that oh is the God. definition of the deep state, in which the FBI they essentially 
uh, weaponize themselves as a propaganda arm for the Democrat Party to sabotage Trump and the and the presidential election. And that's yeah. what they're doing now with this Mueller probe. So yeah. there definitely is a deep state, but uh, you know, I I don't really follow Q. To each their own. Yeah. You know, I know a lot of people who do follow it. So CPAC Chopra. How did you find uh, the general reaction was from the population? I was a little surprised uh, about how little public Q was happening. Um, last time I was there, it was a far more excitable, conspiracy-minded crew. It was right after Trump won, and uh, they cut down a lot this year. There was a sign that said, no costumes allowed, uh, no signs allowed. And I feel like if that had still been up and like that was still available, there would have been a lot more loud and proud crowd. Um, I did run into a Joy Villa who was wearing Q earrings on the first day. CPAC Chopra. This is Susie. I'm here at CPAC. I'm talking with Joy Villa. I wanted to ask you a quick bit about your earrings. They're amazing, oh, if yes. I can, really fast. So they are Q earrings, and they're the letter Q. Mm -hmm. I created them. I wanted to give a, a, a nod to all the Q out there, you yeah. know? Where we go one, we go all. We go all, yes. Very the important. The storm is coming soon, right? The storm is coming soon. I mean, Q's been dynamic and active. Do you feel the Q vibe here at CPAC? I, you know, I haven't run into so much Q vibe yet. and I was kind of sad about that. I, I thought there'd be more Q people. Me too. You know, with like Q shirts, and I was like, it's well, going to be fun. I'm not going to be the only one. It's going to be a big group of pro Q and... But I, I haven't seen anything yet. I feel like a I few people comment on my earrings, but you're the oh, first yeah. one to go, oh my gosh. Oh my God. I've been meaning, I feel like I failed because I didn't pull together a cue thing in time. So I'm going to try yeah. to figure something out tonight because I know that people will approach yeah. one another. Do you have a, so anything else you want to say to the cue community? We should have a cue congregation, a cue meetup, yes. like a cue conference. Yeah. I mean, even if it was small, yeah, because that would be amazing. You know, I mean, there's there's been the the baker, Trump's baker, right? You heard about this, Trump's yes. baker who makes yes. cue cakes. She and was shamed. Beautiful. She was so shamed. I'm like, are you kidding me? Let's please on, leave this woman please. alone. This is your reporting now. Yeah, but it, it's it's caught on like wildfire. It is. And you know, there's a few people out there who are really interpreting cue in such great ways, and I love that, and I rely on them because yeah. I'm not the best at interpreting it. So I've got to wait until the the reddit you know it and so the, the hard to keep up it's so, it's so hard, hard to keep, to keep up, up. I but like i love being a part of this community i love what's going on i love knowing that this president is playing 4d chess oh, and yeah. that there is somebody there who is letting us know yeah. this is all for a reason and i mean the cabal is just it's the taking over and adrenochrome is i mean the adrenochrome stuff is out of this world oh my gosh i can't believe like it's mind-blowing I had a dream actually a few weeks ago that I had solved the Q thing and I had shut down the Adrenochrome Farms. Are you so cool. serious? I know. And I woke up. I was like, Oh my god, this is such a letdown right now. Oh, <laughs> what a cool dream. Maybe it it's was a happen. really no. fun. Maybe I believe in Q. You know, yeah, trust, I believe trust, in the Q. Plan. trust the plan. Trust the plan. Trust the plan. CPAC Chopra. I think all the people who were usually pro Q were a little shy this time. I've talked to several people who said they were Q supporters. Um, but there was nobody outside of Joy Villa that first day with the Q earrings really representing. A little disappointing on the Q front. They're, they were a little undercover. They were, they were undercover like me. The only other thing is that I'd say that was pretty interesting was that they were kind of cutting out the white supremacist stuff this year. I did talk to Nick Fuentes. CPAC Chopra. This is Susie with uh, Q News, and this is... Go ahead and say it. Uh, Nick Fuentes. 
I'll, I'll be around as long as they let me, as long as they don't throw me out. But I can't believe that. Are they? Have they not been welcoming? At not all? very hospitable. I know a lot of my friends have had a lot of difficulty getting in and getting the registration. Yeah. That's so rough. Uh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah. Uh, it seems like a very different, you know, situation this year. So I'm wearing this Israel bracelet so that I'm able to be seen. So I'm trying to like try to go undercover a little bit, but it's absolutely there's so many people wandering around right now. I wish I had it on tape. I wish I had it on tape so bad. But right before I asked him if I could interview, I was like, Hey, how's your thing go? How's your CPAC going? He was like, I don't know. It's a little different this year. They're not letting me in, and there's a whole lot of yarmulkes walking around. Um, which was unbelievable. And there were, well, I'm not going to lie. Like there was a very strong Israeli pro-Israeli presence there. I think there was a BDS equals BS stickers and stuff that were in Palestinian covers, uh, color, you know, Palestinian flag colors being distributed, which is a little dark. I tend to be a little bit more skeptical of QAnon, naturally. You know, I know some people in the administration, so, oh, okay. you know, they've told me, they've expressed their doubts. They expressed their doubts, yeah, okay. about it, so. But uh, I feel like there's a deep state thing happening there. Oh. Well, I think Q, and I was, I jumped on board with that actually, I think, a last. November, so uh -huh. not 2018, but 2017, yeah. because a lot of what they were saying was actually true. Even oh if even if the whole thing, you know, isn't entirely coherent, what they were saying with Pakistan, with Saudi Arabia, and yeah. some of the dirty money, I mean, yeah. that's just factual. I mean, right. it's all there. So I think a lot. There's a lot of uh, validity to what's there's a lot of validity, said. but you don't you don't think he's. I yeah, I don't I don't no, really no, buy no, the Mullers on our team and follow oh, the white yeah, rabbit. Yeah, no, all that. I don't believe the Mullers on our team thing either. Yeah, I think right. some people are taking it a bit to an extreme. But. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, you know, America first, as always, right? America first. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for talking. This has been awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you, too. But he went up straight said there's a lot of yarmulkes walking around this year, um, and it made him uncomfortable. So the other big theme I'd say is there's nothing as tiresome after that thing as walking out, listening to them, all the young uh, conservatives talk about how they they're being suppressed on campus or oppressed on campus, um, but everyone else is a victim. We're not the victim, even though that is the only thing they could talk about was how they were being, you know, oppressed on campuses. CPAC Chopra. I'm here with Brandon. I forget your last name, Brandon. Strock. Strock, the founder of Walk Away, which yeah. is a huge deal in our community. Many of the people in the QAnon community are very excited about the walk away movement and yeah. i was hoping like uh, so you're familiar with the q and i am yes yes and yeah. we're very excited about how we can you know take back this country do you have anything to say to the q and community about how we're going to take the country back? Just anything. What would you like to say? I guess I would just want to encourage people to be optimistic because I think people are starting to feel, uh, I think people, you know, felt a little deflated maybe after the midterms. They thought that there was yeah. going to be this huge red wave. And then, yeah. of course, all the people on the left thought there was going to be a blue wave. And mm -hmm. I never thought there was going to be any wave of any kind. I kind of expected the result that we got. We mm -hmm. have a president in office who gets more than 90% negative coverage all the time. So rude. It's awful. <laughs> 
Anything else you'd like to say to the Q community, or do you have any more theories keeps, you'd like to? S keep staying involved. Keeps. Uh, don't be complacent. As mm -hmm. I, I think these are probably the least complacent people in the world. I'm just I'm right. tr trying to encourage all conservatives to be really active, really vocal, and really uh, do not be complacent between yeah. now and 2020 because we have a lot of hard work to do. We have to get the president reelected, and we have to wake up a lot of people and open their eyes and get as many people to walk away as possible. Between and we need to shut down the pedophile ring and the adrenochrome. That too. Yeah, thank you so, I think so much. This has been fantastic talking You're to you. I really appreciate it. You're Again. welcome. Oh, I'm getting a hug. Yes. Thank you so much for being at You're CPAC. Welcome. CPAC Chopra. I'm here with Jacob Wool. He had a huge press conference here just now, and I'm hoping he could just tell us very briefly what that's about. Well, we had to lay out the facts on how Congresswoman Ilhan Omar, who's a raving anti-Semite and anti-American, married her own brother as part of an immigration scheme to defraud the United States, and that is what she did. Mm -hmm. And we laid it out dead to rights. All the proof is there. We filed a report with DHS. We conducted a comprehensive investigation. And uh, we proved that, uh, you know, she defrauded the United States. She should not be in Congress. And, and we made a pu very public call to uh, have her removed from the Foreign Affairs Committee and, and then the House itself. Do you feel like the deep state was part of the reason that this hasn't been processed yet? Well, it should have been processed. I mean, if any Republican ran for Congress mm -hmm. and they had married their sibling, they would be prosecuted. We know that. Everyone knows that. But Democrats seem to get a free pass on this stuff. But I don't think for long we've we've gotten a good reception from law enforcement agencies on this report. That's fantastic. I'm so happy to hear that. Absolutely. Is there anything you want to say to the Q community? Uh, no, I, I just encourage them to go out and, and read this report at jihadilhan.com. If they weren't lucky enough to be here and get a paper copy, it'll be out there soon. And, uh, you know, spread it. Get it out there and, and spread the truth. Okay, that's jihadilhan.com. Jihadilhan.com, that's right. Thank you so much for your time. Wonderful, Jacob. thanks have so much. Have a great time at yeah. CPAC. CPAC Chopra. I'm here with James O'Keefe. James, how are you enjoying your CPAC? Uh, we're, we're doing well. We're recruiting a lot of these insiders and, and undercover journalists. We're mm. primarily here to find people who are brave and willing to put cameras on themselves and film corruption. So it's coming well. We've got a, we've already recruited a few people today. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm so happy to hear that because your work is so valuable. Um, I know that you're in a rush here. Is there anything you would like to say to the QAnon community? You know Q? Familiar, yes. Um, I, I would say this. I would say, you know, we're looking for patriotic, brave Americans mm -hmm. who are willing to put their country ahead of security and comfort. People who believe in the cause of truth and justice and if you are one of these people if you want to do this projectveritas.com slash brave send us a note mm -hmm. sign up we'll put you through the process we'll vet you and we'll equip you to go out and film the abuses that's fantastic would uh would project veritas be interested in investigating comet ping pong marco what do you think um, i mean the podesta emails are a real thing and we really need to make sure that we're you know, dealing with it. I don't know how to... You don't... Okay. No, I'm not familiar with... Oh, okay, okay. We haven't looked into that. Um, we really only talk about things that we investigate. Oh, okay, I understand. And, uh, okay, that's all but, right. But, you know, but listen, if you're on the inside of a big tech company, mm -hmm. educational, you know, you have a professor, a teacher, mm -hmm. if you are someone who is exposed to big tech if you work for one of these companies send us a note yeah and i found a way to get inside comet ping pong so i'm within the pizza podesta um, i haven't looked at convention. that issue and i'm not sure about that no that's so okay i understand we, we, i understand we, we, we 
we're, we're going after I apologize. Good to see you. It's really great to meet such a nice hero. Thank you. you so much. CPAC Chopra. On behalf of QAnon, Anonymous, and all of uh, the listeners, thank you so much for putting yourself in the line of fire. Uh, your duty is accomplished. You will be reactivated at a later time. You are now considered a sleeper cell. Thank you, Susie, so much. Down from cars. So here's my thing, you all. When they try to play the race car, I want you all to stand up and you play the truck car. So with us on the podcast, we have Virgil Texas, co-host of the Chapo Trap House podcast, of course, a book promoter, Twitter dragger, and one of the brains behind political pundit Carl Diggler. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, which one of you is Q? I really like his work. Same. You know, is it is it literary style for you? Do you like his syntax? I mean... I'd say uh, all of the above. I like the information, you know? Yeah. It's it's <laughs> like it's like a modern version of the Evans Novak report. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. You went to CPAC this year. Was it your first time there? Or? Uh, the, yeah, I, I, I was a CPAC virgin until this year. Yeah. Uh, and, and what would you say your favorite part of it was? I would say meeting my heroes, uh, <laughs> Laura Loomer and Jacob Wohl and that old man who hangs out with Jacob Wohl. <laughs> yeah. The guy with the open. He always has his zipper open. Yeah, the guy who looks like a henchman in a James Bond parody. Is is he an actual henchman? I want to see the organizational uh, diagram that the Koch brothers have <laughs> and see if he is literally henchman, like a little branch <laughs> off to the side of the main protagonist or whatever. What I liked about CPAC is, you know, you go online and it's it's totally different world. It all seems very, you know, separate from reality or the reality of politics. And you you go on Twitter and you're just interacting and observing thousands of mentally ill people uh, every day. And CPAC was just a, a convention of yeah. a substantial number of them. Like, here's the person from the Avatar who's always saying <laughs> insane things, uh, always humiliating themselves publicly. Like, there they are, like a real yeah. human being walking around. It's like going to, you know, MAGA Disney World. Yeah. yeah, I was just going to say, it's like watching the cartoons and then actually going to the land and seeing them in the flesh. I wasn't ready for seeing Laura Loomer in the flesh. And I feel so privileged for having done that, even though I only saw her briefly during a press conference. Yeah, I and as I said on our show, if she's coming to your town, you have to go see it. Of course. Well, she's the first uh, cell shaded woman on the right. She is showing up. I mean, she's wearing a shirt with her picture on it, which is such a bold <laughs> thing to do. Yeah, that's yeah. that's like Steve-O on Jackass. So she's a sim in a similar genre uh, politically. I mean, I think that should be the hottest Halloween costume is going as Laura Loomer because you just have to buy one of her shirts. Yeah. And you have to yell uh, Loomered at people. Yeah, you, you could do like a T-shirt within a T-shirt. So when you look at it, it's like an infinite mirror of loomers yeah it's so. like if you have like a, 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 a kid who has a really half-assed you know superman <laughs> costume or something that's just like pajamas with a picture of superman on it yeah and you know you think well that superman wouldn't wear a shirt with a picture of himself on it doesn't yeah. make sense well, laura loomer does and then if you have kids you can dress them as mexican laborers that you're tricking into getting arrested by the police to make a point Lord on nancy pelosi's lawn 
I it's it's sad that Laura's off Twitter because now you know it's harder to find her tour dates, and because <laughs> you know she's popped up in D.C. Uh, the Twitter in uh, offices in New York, um, yeah. San Francisco for the Nancy Pelosi thing. Uh, I'm sure she was at Silicon Valley. You know, she's got a feud with every tech company, I believe. Yeah. Laura Loomer chaining herself to a door near you. But, you know, San Francisco, D.C. and New York, those are the big markets to hit. I think, you know, it would be nice of her and it'd be you know nice for the fans if she went out to some, you know, some of the smaller cities, you know, go to Tulsa, go to Portland, Maine. Yeah. Well, we're lo- we're loomer heads. We follow her around a bit like uh, you would fish. Is that uh, is that water uh, still fit in the uh, old belief system before you did the water test with Matt? Uh, the water test was flawed. <laughs> the thing is, multiple people who are scientists reached out to me yeah. because they had, you know, because they do uh, experiments for living under controlled conditions and hearing about the test. <laughs> You know, perked their you know perked their scientist senses up, and they started asking me about you know what was the temperature of the water, mm. uh, uh, and what, how were the receptacles, the glasses paired, and I had not thought of any of those things. And so, was Matt open to a relitigation, or? Well, I never filed my complaint, my formal. <laughs> Because I was uh, working with these scientists, but then I, I, I yeah. got to, uh, distracted by another project. Uh, so I, you know, just sort of tabled that for a while. But the, the two main flaws with the design that I would want to litigate are, uh, one, that the water was cold. The cold water just tastes like cold water. It just tastes cold. Yeah. And the second one was these waters, the samples, you know, uh, to be identified, they were in glasses that had been washed with tap water. Right, uh, contaminating the sample. So frankly, I mean, if you want to run this, then uh, you would need, say, uh, either glasses that were washed with a, you know, some sort of odorless, you know, <laughs> detergent. Like a chamois uh, and uh, pelt. Uh, and, uh, 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 you know, uh, 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 what do you call it? Like filtered water, yeah. uh, distilled water. Are these the terms uh, the scientists taught you or? Well, the, you, yeah, this is, this is what we discussed, okay. uh, that or it's just like straight out of the box. Yeah. Uh, but the, the third one, and this is, this is a little more complicated and would require some research, but some people who work in the beverage industry, you know, they're, yeah. they're food, uh, designers, you know, designing custom foods and, and what have you, they informed me that, no, the design of the test was flawed because the the thing that the test is supposed to determine is not whether I can uh, name each brand of mm-hmm. liquid, right? Of, of, of water. It was whether I can determine a difference between tap water yeah. and bottled water. So you let it slip that uh, for a second there, you know, you kind of your words kind of slipped a bit. Was there was one of those another liquid, maybe piss? No, no, no. That was all water. Okay. That was all water. So you did I not. Mean, the, the only piss on the record, was, you didn't drink piss. The only piss there was the tap water, if you ask me. <laughs> Bam. Uh, so if, if, so if, if the test is supposed to determine whether or not I can tell <laughs> the difference between tap water 
-hmm. and bottled water, then what they recommended was, I believe it's called an AAB test. So it's a double blind test where two of the samples are the same. Yeah. And one is different. So you could have say two are tap and one is bottle. And then if I can pick, if we, I run that test, you yeah. know, five, 10 times, however, however long for it to be statistically significant. Yeah. And, and each time or nine out of 10 times I can determine the odd man out. Then yes, I, that my point has been fairly conclusively demonstrated that there is a difference that I can perceive between tab water mm -hmm. and bottle. So, okay, so you're saying that you need to do this 10 times in a row and stay blindfolded between the tries so that you don't have any realization between them. It sounds a lot like you want Matt to just waterboard you. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> that's not what it does. I didn't, I didn't say blindfold. I said double blind. Well, you need, so that's where you wear two blindfolds. Well, no, it's where I don't <laughs> observe any of the preparation. <laughs> okay, okay, that makes sense. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, back on topic, what, what, would, what would you say was the most unpleasant part of CPAC? I mean, everything else. Yeah, but was there something that particularly shook you to your core and horrified you? I can't point to a specific incident. I think there is just an atmosphere of ambient menace yeah. <laughs> because I enjoyed seeing the celebrities. I enjoyed seeing the, the online maniacs because to some degree I get them, you know, like I, I get what they're doing yeah. and I kind of have, I, I, you know, I'm not a, a psychologist or anything, but I, I kind of have a handle on, you know, what's motivating them exactly. I can kind of categorize their particular neuroses. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Seeing the, 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 the rabble, the rank and file CPAC, the heads, you know, the fans that, that was menacing to me. Yes. Because you're, they, these people have no profile. They're not getting anything out of this. They're here because they, and they're not getting any ironic enjoyment. They're here because they love this shit. Right. Right. And they want to, they want to, they, they want to meet other people and they want to make friendships and, and they want to network over their shared awfulness. Yeah. Like who is the real monster, the gladiator or the bloodthirsty crowd? It's like you're, you're uh, a fan of a band that has a, a famously awful fan base you know, right. Like just famously obsessive or like a, like a TV show or something like that, where you have to be like, you know, uh, uh, no, no, no. Uh, it, it, just ignore all the people who talk about game of Thrones online. Just watch the show. The show's good. The, the fan base is wretched or, <laughs> you know, or the grateful yeah. dead or, or, or Chapo trap house, frankly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've never heard of that, but, uh, yeah. Okay. I get your point. So it seems uh, like Matt took some acid before entering the convention. Did you do CPAC sober? I did it. Uh, yes, I was sober uh, for like the day portion of it. Yeah. Sadly, I because there wasn't really any drug that I wanted to do. And I didn't want to have to spend the day managing my brain levels, you know? Yeah. I mean, you guys had to uh, uh, kind of lift Matt uh, a as an emperor on like one of those little platforms that, you know, four people carry. Uh, palanquin. 
<laughs> there we go. That's the word. How many uh, people at CPAC were actually pushing back against Trump at all? Dare I say Ann Coulter style? I did not notice any any firsthand uh, uh, treason at CPAC. <laughs> uh, everyone there uh, appeared to be on the Trump train, uh, even if, you know, maybe in the back of their heads, you know, this whole thing's kind of running out of gas, right? Mm. You know, it's becoming apparent that, oh, he doesn't look good for re-election, and they lost the House, and despite having total control of the government, they couldn't get their, you know, big priorities through. Yeah, right. It was as like Weigel said uh, when he was on our show, you know, Mitch McConnell, he'll go to CPAC and say, you know, oh, we're going to we're going to destroy the the uh, Department of Education. We're going to cut all these cabinet departments when we're in power. We're going to repeal Obamacare and all the goodies that they wanted. And then, you know, in reality, all McConnell really cares about is in Weigel's terms, is just getting uh, fucking judges on the bench, which to be fair, is a, a massive thing. And like, that's probably, I would say of the conservative movement, they're big, they, you know, they're losing in the culture wars and they're losing in the media and they lose in, uh, frankly, when they're in power, they can't really pass anything. Uh, the only place that they've had any really substantial success has been in the judiciary. And that is a frightening prospect, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. And did you uh, spot any flagrant neo-Nazis at CPAC or anything like that? Me personally, no. But I'm told the group had a run in with some uh, uh, groypers. <laughs> right. Yeah. The which, which they talked about on the show. I'm also told uh, Nicholas Fuentes, who is a Nazi of some sort, uh, was uh, trying to get in or milling about outside. I'm curious oh. what people's reaction to you guys, you guys were. I mean, did they... Like, was there a sense that you felt like you needed to stay undercover or could you be pretty open about your politics and who you were? And people just kind of were like, well, I guess you paid for a ticket. So, well, we had media badges, so right. people wouldn't really come up to us unless, you know, they, they they wanted to say something to the media. But I think generally people were kind of disconcerted. I mean, the thing is. The people there are probably, depending on their age, more likely to identify a guy like uh, Jared Holt or uh, Dave Weigel, right? Uh, right. Whose beat is, uh, you know, with a guy like Holt, his beat is is honestly to uh, point out the fucking rights links to neo Nazis. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, I, I told uh, uh, from Mediaite, Caleb uh, Ekarna, he uh, had some credentialing issues because I think Gorka was mad at him or something like that. As far as I can tell, the organizers relished the media attention, which is why they uh, gave us press passes in the first place. <laughs> Yeah, well, someone has to play the role of the triggered person. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think they still operate under the principle that all press is good press. Yeah. Uh, though they don't want someone who is dogged enough to, you know, really nail them down on something. Yeah, because the only reason they would go to like a, you know, a more like a left leaning convention is to like, you know, beat people up or threaten them or, you know. Yeah. I assiduously avoided interacting with anyone. That was the one thing I did not want to do. Of course. You know, except for, of course, uh, our friend Jacob Wool. You were heckling him. Let's be honest here. You guys were very aggressive. No, I would not say we were heckling him. <laughs> I think we were participating yeah. in a happening. Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah, a sit-in, so to speak. Uh, yeah, we were. I, I, I think that, and and you know, I, I, I would tell your listeners to check out our two-hour-long CPAC recap. Yeah, it's great. To 
kind of get the uh, uh, to kind of get the gist of it. But but Matt, I think, uh, said it well enough when he described Wool as probably the only person left doing real anti art. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. The anti comedian of the Trump era. And my, you know, and, and and I I I would I would echo that. And you know, my view of it is, it, you know, Wool and the uh, the old man and Loomer, uh, they are traveling entertainers. They are th- this is they are circus folk. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, carnies. Basically, yeah, yeah. They 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 just want to perform. They just want to be seen. That's really obvious with Loomer. Obviously, you yeah. know. Well, when she chains herself to the doors and so on and so forth, or does these, you know, very weird pranks. These are all, they're all politically inflected, right? They're all related to politics, but it's really all just about her. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's like a one person flash mob. Yeah, like a shitty Chris Angel that instead of doing yeah, magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she, you, right, right, right. And then she came up from doing the equivalent of uh, street magic. Uh, yeah. now, she, now she has a, a much bigger platform. And their audience is, it's divided. They, they have two types of audiences. One is just the sort of like old insane people who are giving them money because they kind of eat all of this up, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, they see... Loomer and Wool wearing uh, combat armor in uh, <laughs> Minneapolis, yeah. and they think, "Thank you so much, you wonderful, brave young people, for yeah. you know uh, going into the, the belly of the beast and taking on Sharia law." Uh, but those are the people who are who are mostly housebound. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, sure. uh, their finances are being controlled by their children or uh, by some sort of uh, uh, judge. Uh, <laughs> so they're not going out to, you know, they're not filling arenas for Laura Loomer. Right. Uh, the people, her actual audience, her immediate, you know, physical audience is journalists. Yeah, hmm. that's true. That's who she's there to entertain. And... What Wool and Loomer are doing, and like Wool is an interesting guy, of course, because you know his dad is some right wing shithead, right? And so he's kind of this kid who's you know he's young, he's like I don't know, it's like nineteen or twenty or something. He's this kid who's who is uh, just trying to play grown up, you know? Yeah. Uh, like in his history, he was he pretended to be, and this is like a big shithead thing to do, pretended to be a venture capitalist. Mm, (laughs) And then I guess, you know, uh, uh, found a new calling as many people did with uh, uh, politics uh, and just became a Trump booster and just sort of saying these really inane things uh, about the president and in the replies to the president. Uh, And then he kind of, he puts on a suit and then he does like his version of, you know, press conferences, of real adult press conferences. Uh, and it's all a show. Yeah. It's like it's basically drag, you know, yeah. because none of it is real. The things that he's saying are nonsense. The, the, the uh, he uh, one one thing that I, I remember clearly from it is he gestured to a big stack of folders about as high as your uh, uh, hips, I'd say, maybe your knees. And uh, clearly it's all just blank paper, but he just indicated, you know, by the way, this is uh, these are 500,000 signatures to for me to be unbanned from Twitter. Wow. And, 
It was like and a prop. It was a prop. And the thing is, the pay, there was no payoff for this. That was like five seconds, just reference it. Yeah. And then, you know, kind of just moved on to the big thing, which was the, the Ilan Omar incest scandal. Yeah. And it's, it's like, you know, this is, that's something you'd see in a real press conference, right? You know? Yeah. If you're really like kind of staging this spectacle to get media attention. But the spectacle is not for any kind of political thing. It's like everyone acknowledges you don't care about Ilan Omar and the things you're saying are not real. Yeah. The same as 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 uh, uh, which is indicated by when they were asked about, you know, uh, hey, remember when you said this woman was uh, sexually assaulted by the, the special prosecutor? Uh, they said, well, you know, we don't care about that anymore. Yeah, they're done. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like, hey, that that was my last act. Like I came with a suitcase of bit. different yeah. props. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, every- shut, yeah, shut the fuck up. I I have a new <laughs> uh, fucking stand up bit. Stop, stop heckling me. Stop, stop yeah. calling out for you know do my old material. Yeah, yeah stop screaming free bird. Yeah, it's like a, exactly. It's, it's exactly. Like, it's like um. You know, it's like a kid, a kid doing like a, a puppet show in like his parents' basement when they have like company over or whatever. Right. So, so you have this press conference, and it's not the thing is the press. It, it isn't. It isn't really owning anything. You know. Yeah. It's a stunt, and of course they're 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 getting you know fewer and fewer returns for these stunts, right? Yeah. Like they're they are. You know, they have the challenge of being a like David Blaine or something where it's like, oh, I just did like the biggest, you know, craziest thing. Now I got to figure out a bigger, crazier thing or else people are going to get bored. Yeah, they live Uh, in the shadow of their past material. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, how does Loomer top, you know, uh, chaining yourself to Twitter? Uh, So this is just for the entertainment in the in, in 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 the immediate sense you know ignoring the people who will who will watch a live stream of them or read an article about them just in in a in a physical context they're here to entertain journalists who are then there to just be amused right yeah and if you're saying that we heckled them no every journalist there heckled them mhm they were the ones, you know, yelling their own inane questions at them because we all know we're all in on this. We all know this is this is a performance. We, we, we are we are watching one of those weird plays where the actors come into the audience and you've got to interact with them. So is it just do you think like styrofoam that takes up space for the other side and so just steals a bit of their time? I mean, what's the what's the strategy there? No, I mean, I think that it's. It's just narcissism, right? And narcissism is not—it's uh, not unusual. It's a very, 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 very basic human tendency, right? So I, I, I'm, and I'm not saying that to to, to say it's pathological or that I'm, I'm even critical of it. Uh, I'm saying it's just the enjoyment of attention. And the way I know this is because we, when, when this conference was happening and they're getting asked all these, you know, jerky questions from uh, journalists from the Daily Beast or yeah. wherever, uh, and they're just totally unfazed by it. Right. That was what impressed me the most. Of course. There's, they don't crack at all. They don't even – and there's two interpretations of that. One is they don't perceive that they're getting made fun of. Right. They're like that. They're just so dimwitted that, you know, you're just kind of being a jerk to them and they don't know. You know what I mean? Right. But I don't buy that at all. Uh, I would say that they know they're being made fun of and they relish it. 
They mm-hmm. and they 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 know it because that's what they are trying to as performers. What what that is that is what they are trying to elicit. Their heels. Essentially, we're all playing a part there. Yeah. Mm. So these guys are like kind of the jesters, right? But then there's the kings, you know, the the thinkers behind it all. And you know, the late 19th century philosopher uh, Ivan Ilyin. He seems to be resurgent in Russia currently, like as a kind of inspiration for right-wing actors and and just general tendencies. Have you identified like any breakout thinker that you think are kind of rising stars on the far right and broader GOP movement here in the U.S.? Like, I guess like I'm looking for new intellectual foundations, perhaps. I don't know, honestly. I mean, I think uh, because the thing is, I don't really... I don't really read that stuff. I, I I just can't really bother with it anymore. I mean, I would imagine you'd find that answer, you know, somewhere in the pages of, of Quillette, right? Like right. that's what that's positioning itself to be the kind of bridge between uh, uh, what is, you know, uh, the respectable conservatism and the uh, basically the alt-right. Yeah. Uh, and then with this kind of fraudulent veneer of, uh, objectivity. Uh, oh, you know, oh, we're just questioning sacred cows. We're just about free speech. Uh, it's just that all the sacred cows tend to be about, you know, uh, trans people are faking it or uh, about IQ tests. Yeah, of course. I mean, the thing is, I mean, the real thing to remember is there's, there's no, you know, there's no intellectual capacity on the, on the, in, in modern conservatism. And as we write in our book, The Chapel Guide to Revolution, <laughs> a manifesto against logic, facts, and reason. By the book. Uh, there has never been. Like that's that's always been a grotesque lie that reactionaries are oh they're they're deep thinkers and they're intelligent or they have these you know great grand ideas only in uh, Russia in Russia they're fancy if there was any scale of that then I would say it's it's the conservatives are are from my observation from CPAC even more bereft of ideas than they ever were uh, and the intellectualism is just is just it's even phonier. And for for you to get any more mileage out of this, you just kind of have to become racist, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, I think, and I like, I don't, I don't care enough about these people because you know they are dowdy and grotesque, uh, and stupid, and uh, enough to give you any names. But I would say that you know who the next conservative intellectuals will be. Uh, they're going to be young. They're going to be white, uh, middle class or upper class, you know, like like the that's wealthy is like Richard Spencer or something like that. And they're going to be very, very savvy in the way that uh, uh, people talk online. They're going to be funny. They're going to be charming uh, and they're going to be really racist. Yeah. And they're pretty much going to make explicit uh, what has in the past few decades mostly just been dog whistles. Yeah. And they're going to be speaking specifically to a white audience that is increasingly uh, that even if they have a, a, a high income and they even if, if, if they have a decent class position in the society, they are increasingly uh, terrified of what the future will hold, uh, particularly in terms of climate change and scarcity, these dislocations and, uh, you know, what is uh, – basically impossible to ignore about the kind of brutality that undergirds our entire society, uh, the new intellectuals, conservative intellectuals, will be the ones to tell them, no, no, it's fine. If some refugees get shot at the border because, you know, climate change has destroyed their, their country, that's okay. Yeah. And they're going, to, they're going to improvise, you know, some way to, to, to essentially ameliorate guilt. Yeah. 
So I think that's where the conservative movement is headed. That makes sense. And uh, you left CPAC like halfway through? Uh, what, what happened? I was there actually very briefly. I was just there for one day. And uh, then uh, that evening, well, the thing is, the thing about CPAC is it doesn't just it doesn't just end at 5 p.m. No, we went to the uh, TPUSA party, which was that was, you know, that was, you know, you asked earlier what I thought the most grotesque thing was. It was probably that, Mm -hmm. you know, you said that was the combination of all the bad things. So paint us like, okay, uh, a lot of our listeners actually asked us to ask you this question. So paint us. A little tableau of what this, what you know, you're 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 swiveling around. What do you see? Okay, this is a little tough because already the place that it's at is already baffling. I don't have a baseline for what this place is. <laughs> it was called God. I can't remember the fucking name. Do you remember? It was something like Mercedes Ranch, Cadillac Ranch. I think it was called. This is like, in some way, attempting to emulate the. Chili's Applebee style, right? Oh, I'd love it. It's like it's, it's very Uncle Moe's. There is a uh, but bigger. There's like a uh, in front of the entrance. There's a there's a Cadillac on the roof, like that kind of shit. Okay. You go inside and there's I think there's another fucking Cadillac somewhere there. Uh, there's a uh, a mechanical bull for some fucking reason. Of course, I was but just gonna. Really- I was just gonna say. But it's not even really ranch-themed, despite the name. So it's not really a cowboy-themed place, as far as I can tell. It's not like you walk in and it's <laughs> eight on the floor or something like that. So it's all very just like just like a mishmash of signifiers, uh, just very incoherent. Uh, like, and, and I'm just saying that's the baseline of what I believe this establishment is like. Uh, my experience was well, we, we have to wait in line to get in this fucking thing. And then we're, you know, we're by a uh, window where someone opens the window and pops out and it's fucking Benny Johnson. And he's holding a cardboard cutout of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez uh, <sighs> and saying, I don't even remember what the fuck came out of his swine mouth. Uh <laughs> <laughs> It was very much so like, you know, hey, guys, you know, check this out. Cool, right? You know, like, a, I don't know, like a fucking guy at a frat party who comes in with a blow-up doll. And it's like just yeah, very, yeah. very unpleasant right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. that's very, very in for it. Uh, there's security for some fucking reason. Some guy pushed his way through and said he's a VIP. And I, I guess he was some fucking congressman or something. I don't know. I uh, You go in and, oh, boy, there are cardboard cutouts everywhere of buff men (laughs) i remember this there's like tom brady uh john wayne uh the fucking the the fucking cyclops congressman you know that asshole yeah uh Uh, crenshaw crenshaw yeah yeah, crenshaw yeah and then a few like like you know uh politicians like hillary clinton is there and aoc as i said there is uh in a uh, there is a display of AOC with uh, next to a table of bread. And I couldn't figure out what the hell it was until I think Osita figured it out that, oh, it's like a bread line. Yeah. I mean, there's no line, though. It's just a table of bread, which you can actually just pick up the bread and take it. So, <laughs> yeah, it's not there's no it's all very half assed. There's no yeah. simulation there. The, really. The proof, by the way, that socialism works is that there was any bread on the table at all past the first 10 minutes. Right. 
Indeed. Uh, they also had hamburgers there. They had sliders, nice. which I, I figured out afterwards was, oh, that's because they think that socialists are going to ban hamburgers or something like that, yeah. right? Yeah, the cow fart stuff. They mm -hmm. love that stuff. Uh, it's crowded, and here's the, the, the crowd is generally... Uh, and again, I'm trying not to look in their faces because <laughs> I just can't handle that. Like, on a, keep in mind... Uh, 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 I'm often very solipsistic as a person, uh, but ironically, I'm also very, very sensitive to things. So I feel like looking in their faces and kind of perceiving these as human beings mm -hmm. would be just so tragic that <laughs> I would have, I would, I would break down. It's just sort of a tragic I don't know how to put this like a waste of humanity, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's it's there's a there's a they're 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 deformed. Their souls are deformed is the best way I can describe it. And it's a mixture of like middle aged people who give off this uh, uh, fucking church lady vibe. Uh, but also like you, you're kind of bog standard D.C. shithead professional, you know, you're yeah. kind of status climbing mm -hmm. uh, person who works as a, you know, a fucking junior communications director for some fucking senator in Oklahoma, like these fucking people. Right. And then you have a contingent of like the younger, um, you know, enthusiastic uh, college students or evangelicals uh or uh maybe even washington interns uh mm -hmm. who are there because it's like yeah yeah tp usa benny johnson this is epic you know we're we're having some brews uh let me see here there was also an upstairs area where uh uh for vips which i didn't uh i didn't try to get into i didn't really uh give it that much attention to figure out how to get in but people, i think people had some kind of hand stamp or something so, you know, you, you have, so even within the TPUSA hierarchy, you know, there, there is, uh, uh, there's a stratification there. And if you're one of the yokels downstairs eating the hamburgers and drinking the beers, you know, you're swine to, to <laughs> right. Benny and Charlie. Like, mm -hmm. no, no, the real, the real humans are upstairs yeah. with, uh, with, uh, Don Jr., so it's a, it sounds a bit like the unpleasant frat in Animal House. Yeah, it was that, but I mean, at least the Blue Blood frat, you know, they have some kind of genuine aesthetic taste. Mm. Like, this just, like, looked appalling. Right. It's, it's not even uh, old money. I yeah. mean, come on, have some class. I mean, the way you describe it sounds like the beginning of um, The Devil's Advocate with Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Where he like gets on the train and stuff, and then starts seeing like people's faces like morph into demons. Yeah, and you weren't that's even on acid. Like that's the that's the crazy that's the crazy thing. It's yeah, like that's the thing. Matt, so, Matt, you know, God bless him. He was willing to take that psychological hit. I, I, I would couldn't. be if that had been me. I would be having flashbacks oh, because yeah. that's just too terrible to contemplate. Yeah, I I cannot imagine. Yeah, it, I need the best kind of environment, and and even then I freak out. You know, but uh, yeah, give me literally yeah, no, a yeah, sea no, no, of no. demons. Same here. My friend suggested that I do um, uh, Molly and ketamine, which <laughs> that would have just been a horrible, horrible time. Yeah, yeah. yeah you might have ended I mean, up having fun. You might have ended up touching Sebastian Gorka just for the just to, to feel it. Have, and it would have been fine. Is the thing. <laughs> I just 
the thing is, my rule with it is I'm not doing Molly unless everyone else is doing Molly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, unclear if a part of that population isn't on Molly at those kinds of things, you know? No, they're also, probably on I mean, like cigarettes and booze. Also, uh, not a lot of water bottles around. So I, I was thirsty anyway. I was very right. thirsty this entire mm. time. Was uh, Were the other co-hosts keeping those away from you, you know, so they didn't have to no, go to the I had, bathroom I had, constantly? I had, I, I had some opportunity to get water, but it's like it's yeah. like a big place and you got to walk around and then find the, the shit that you need. And I don't want to get separated from it. So, you know, one of those things. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. You can't leave the group at that point because you might be. So the restroom situation was good. Well, how would you rate their, their bathrooms? I did not use the restroom there. I left to use the restroom. Okay. Fair. You'll have to ask uh, Matt. Uh, or will I believe they both use the restroom there? I mean, if I ask Matt, he's going to describe how the toilet ate him and digested him for 15 minutes. Well, yeah, I mean that's news. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, anyway, so back to the TP USA thing. It's it's you know like like I, I hope that was a good description so far. Oh yeah. man, it was amazing. Hell, there's like uh, uh, there's also uh, a few black people there. Uh, as there are two DJs and and like three people at the bar, and th those are the only black people that I saw there. Yeah. Uh, in, in addition to uh, uh, Osito, who is a journalist. Mm -hmm. uh, and so then uh, Don Junior uh, gives a speech. I can't really see him or even tell who's talking. Uh, it might have been him or Benny or something. I know he was speaking at some point, and I wanted to meet him. Uh, but I, I didn't have an opportunity because I didn't I wasn't a VIP. Sadly, oh. I don't know how you get that. I think maybe they were selling some kind of package or something. That that would be my best guess. Yeah. So yeah. presumably somebody paid you know five hundred dollars to go upstairs at fucking Cadillac Ranch and like uh, drink fucking Heinekens with Benny Johnson. Uh, which also, by the way, you know I think it speaks poorly of Benny as a as a host if he's spending his time in this VIP zone. You That's know he's true. not. He's not really concerned for, you know, everyone's trip, which I don't like at all. And I don't respect that one whit. Yeah, like, that's when, shitty. When, when we have an event, like, you know, we, 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 put, we put on like a, 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 a galley party. You know, I'm invested in how everyone's doing. Right. You're a generous um, host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so, so Don Jr. gives a speech. And the crux of it is, hey, uh, doesn't it feel great to be in a place where you can yell, make America great again. And, uh, you know, you won't get called an asshole or you won't get the shit beat out of you or kicked out, you know? And then some people were like yelling, build the wall. And it's like, you know, I get that. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. These, these, a lot of these people here, you know, outside of the, like the younger people, the younger set, unless they go to, you know, Oral Roberts university, uh, they probably do get kicked out of parties for being complete socially inept shitheads. Right. Yeah, it's like, uh, can you believe we're all here having a little break from our constant bullying? Yeah, basically. I mean, also, you know, that's that's just also a baffling thing. Like, I mean, even if you were, you could probably get by as a conservative if you weren't a, a fucking shithead about it. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, as socialists, people often go like, just screaming at others in the street, socialism will win, and they like to wear big hats with it just printed on the front. So, yeah, you know, both sides. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, yeah, basically. 
but the thing is, there's, you know, I mean, there's obviously some socially inept uh, socialists as well. And hopefully other people can talk to them and like kind of tell them to, to cool it a little bit. Uh, for the MAGA people, like, you don't want to help them is the thing. Yeah. Uh, so this was their big party. Another thing I want to note here, and I hadn't really thought of this until a little bit afterwards, is it was uh, despite the general pro-Trump attitude, just a total lack of MAGA hats. You know, oh, I saw a handful. Disappointing. There was some, there were some allusions to like you know, oh yeah, if you wear this in San Francisco, you'll get the fucking thrown on train tracks. Uh, but not even a lot of people defiantly wearing them. And the big reason is because. Even if you're like a fucking Republican, you work for fucking Mitch McConnell, you're not wearing a fucking MAGA hat. That's no. for the yokels. Yeah, that's for is, the yeah. fucking suckers. And a lot. And this is this is an hour, half hour away from D.C. proper, you know, where this convention is. So it's just it's D.C. people there. Right. And like even fucking right wing D.C. people think that's the gauchest fucking thing you could do. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Anyway. So, yeah, that's that's the. That's the vibe. It was a very negative vibe at the TPUSA party. Um, I uh, had to wait a while for a drink. Uh, you know, there was just quite a lot of people at the bar. And I'm just kind of dreading these people talking to me. Because, again, this is like their big social night, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, yeah, everybody here is cool. We're all on the same wavelength. So I should be able to make friends here. Uh, and a few people did come up and like strangers came up and, and talked to me and it was just, you know, my skin is fucking crawling. <laughs> yeah. You know, one guy, and I talked about this on our show, one guy came up to me and is like, Hey, what are you getting? And I said, a, a Corona. And he said, cool. I love Coronas. What? Oh no. It's like, like, yeah, I know. It's like, Oh no. Like what? Oh no. Yeah, like, what are you talking he's about? He's like, you you drink same beer, we drink, me. We both like friend, friend and I'm sure I like wall. I'm sure you had a chance to see the drink list that I posted. Yeah. Which is, I think, perfectly symbolic of, of this entire event in terms of how devoid of creativity it was, yeah. how incompetently designed it was, uh, and just how you know, politically and aesthetically grotesque it was. That's amazing. Speaking of politically grotesque, you know, as you know, we're, we're named after the far right wing, very bizarre conspiracy theory, QAnon. Uh, so can you just tell us what your take on QAnon is? And also what Overwatch character do you think is most likely to be a Q believer? Oh, gosh. Uh, that's uh, those. Those are some pretty uh, broad, tough questions. I got to tell you. Hard hitting. I'll tell you this. I saw an article earlier today. Uh, it was, you know, this is, this is a uh, Newsweek, which, uh, as I understand it, whose standards have gotten a bit low in the past few years. Uh, the article was about old people who are dying before getting a chance to read the Mueller report. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I saw that too on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember one person said, you know, one, one per guy who's like 90 in the article, uh, his relative said, you know, uh, you know, the doctor said, you know, it was looking pretty bad. He wasn't going to make it. And then at one point he just said to us, so I'm never going to read the I'm never going to get to read the Mueller report. And that was his last lucid thought. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, why didn't he just buy uh, Seth Abramson's book? Then he would know how everything turns out. You're never going to get to 
never going to get to see the storm. And, you know, this is just like a dumb story. You know, it's just it's just kind of weird and depressing. I'm not sure why they even bothered to write this story, except that I guess they found two examples of this and that was enough. <laughs> two examples of people dying. And all I could think of was, well, if you're going to write this story, you absolutely have to write the story of the exact same thing among QAnon believers. Yeah. Definitely. Very your your fucking grandma whose very last thought, the last few fucking neurons firing <laughs> in her head are I'm never gonna get to see Hillary Clinton go to Guantanamo Bay, am I? And uh, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, or even, I mean, even more, it's like, I'm never going to get to see Hillary Clinton and John Podesta swing side by side on the gallows. Yeah, yeah, and it reminds me of something we actually wrote in our book, uh, The Chapo Guide to Revolution, a manifesto against logic, facts, and reason. Buy the book. Buy the book, please. You can find this book at chapotraphouse.com has a list of retailers, but you can also find it in pretty much any independent bookseller in the country and also your local library. That's right. Which is uh, incredible. I love I love the book. I love the artwork in the book too. I mean, it's fucking yeah. fantastic. It's very nice stuff. A man who is now embattled in his uh, battle, in his fight with Megan McCain. This is, uh, so the book contains uh, kind of a grimoire of <laughs> figures on the, on the uh, liberals and conservatives. And uh, one of them on the list of conservatives was uh, Mima and Pep Pep. <laughs> and I just want to read a little bit. This is also, you know, lovingly illustrated by uh, Ellie Valley. Just reading a little bit here from this page. Somewhere along the line, some member of your family fucked up and showed them how to use the computer. After that, Mima and Pep Pep were no longer limited to Fox News daytime hit Skirts and Suits Heartland Headlines. They became privy to thousands of websites and chain emails, all racing through Pep Pep's dementia to see which one implodes his brain before the light finally goes out. When you go to their house, Mima and Pep Pep have copies of books like Masquerade, How Your Kid's Magnet School Became a Madrasa by Liberty Babe Tresta Cranberry on their shelves. Their eyes seem to imply that they've already run through their brain's allotment of deathbed DMT. And we had on one line, you know, we have little statistics for them. And the last one here was last conscious thoughts before death. When will my Sean Hannity commemorative coins arrive? <laughs> exactly. If yeah. We had, uh, you know, there, there, when, when you write a book, you know, you, can, you have to submit a manuscript, you know, quite long in advance of the actual publication date. And if we had written this book maybe six months later, six months or a year later, uh, I think we would have had a bit more to say about Q. Yeah. Uh, just in terms of the sociological effects of it. Yeah, right. Of course. And so, are you trying to dodge the Overwatch question, or will you admit that one of the characters is being red pilled and is a Q follower? Well, I think honestly, I I I I I think you're trying to goad me on this one, <laughs> and I'm curious if you have an answer in mind because uh, this really feels like gotcha journalism of the worst kind. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, fair yeah, enough. expect nothing more from Julian. I have uh, Julian. to admit, I'm not the biggest Overwatch fan, but one of our listeners wrote in and said, please ask Virgil this. So I feel like I'm carrying a torch, but it's not. A I'm not trying to trick you, you know, and personally, I, I probably couldn't name more than three or four of the characters. Uh, yeah. I would say that demographically speaking, it's most likely to be Anna or Soldier, who are canonically 
as I understand it, in terms of, you know, ones who are human, the oldest Overwatch characters. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, because he's kind of a military LARP guy, right? He's calling himself yes, soldier. Yeah, he, he, would, he would have, like, you know, a uh, fucking Coast Guard vet in his Twitter bio. <laughs> like, and if he were a real guy, he would have served, like, six years in the fucking Merchant Marine and constantly refer to that. Yeah, he could have a Punisher uh, logo and a little where we go, one we go all hashtag at the end and, like, done. Yeah, yeah I could I could completely see that. Anne is a little more questionable, though, because as I understand it, she is, um, I believe she's Arab. I think she's Egyptian because mm-hmm. she's uh, the mother to another character, Pharaoh. Uh, I was just thinking in terms of age. Right. It's trickier could, for her because they, they tend to be a little bit yeah, anti, anti-Arab, anti-Muslim in general, and and they just have like weird overtones like they... They think Saudi Arabia is way more in control of everything than the United States, for example. Huh. So I don't know. That might turn her off, I'm just saying. Yeah. You know what? So I would say most likely then soldier. There we go. That works. And uh, we, I just wanted to talk to you a little bit before you go about Chapo. Uh, the organization seems to have expanded to include quite a crew of people. And now episodes kind of have different configurations from episode to episode. Was this the plan all along? And, and, you know, what's next in terms of how you guys organize and record? No, I mean, I would say there's been a fair bit of improvisation as time goes on and as well an uh, evolution of the sort of thing that we want to do or that we enjoy doing. Um, I think that regular listeners of the show would observe that the various hosts and our producer, Chris, who is, you know, the only person to have joined the show uh, if, since, uh, the 2016 election, uh, have differing, uh, interests, you know, artistically, politically, uh, creatively. So, I mean, I think you can expect more of that because at, at, at a certain point, I don't think there's a lot of utility and this is just my personal view of things. I don't think there's a lot of utility with doing the same model of we're just going to talk about the news Mm. every episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. And those are, um, and, and rarely I'd say those are the best episodes. I mean, sometimes they contain, they go off into a tangent that's actually really brilliant or they lead to interesting observation or, or argument or discussion, or perhaps this is about a particular you know, new story that is actually uh, very interesting and meaningful to people. Uh, but otherwise, I mean, I honestly think reading the news is a fool's errand at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree with you. When you're reading the news and just kind of and just kind of doing the news all the time, uh, one is, you know, you often just kind of veer into this very lazy kind of daily show territory because yeah. that is yeah. what everyone does. You can go everywhere for that. Yep. Nobody's listening to the show to be informed about the news. Uh, and of course, when you're talking about Trump, I mean, I feel like everything that need that has been needed to to be said about Donald Trump has been said already. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. There's, there's there's nothing else that's surprising. And honestly, I kind of think he's also suffering from the the same constraints that Laura Luber is suffering from. It's like, man, how do I top you know how do I top the dumb shit I did last week with even more dumb shit that's going to actually surprise people? Yeah. Because at this point, most people 
just kind of like look at the president's Twitter feed and 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 or, or, or you know watch an interview with him and just think, oh yeah, yeah, that's that's par for the course. That's yeah, the the dumb fucking president did some more dumb shit. Great, got it. Of course, like it's not it's not it's not something that's terrifying or staggering anymore. Yeah. Uh, and as well, of course, outside of the president, everything else with the news is incredibly dispiriting. And for a run there, you know, I think last year we were doing a lot of episodes that were just downers. They didn't really go anywhere. And I don't think uh, we were even uh, that invested in it, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Is we're just sort of talking about the kind of uh, quotidian brutality and misery of the world uh, that. I can't even tell is, is increasing or not anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think generally, you know, going forward, there's, you know, there's obviously still going to be that. You can't really avoid current affairs and news or things like that. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm hoping that we go to more varied content, things with like different lineups of uh, hosts and guests, things that are more theoretical, uh, things that deal with history, especially that we want to do episodes that take, you know, more preparation, things like that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, on our side, it's uh, that's where we've we've gone towards is like episodes that won't age so badly that you know in six months it's kind of completely uninteresting because yeah the news has come and gone uh, and very much so more i would say you know more theory more social theory things like that that's cool uh, i i would say th- i would say that would be the most fulfilling content to do absolutely totally agree uh, both for us and for the audience yeah so, um, you know, b- before uh, we go, is there anything you'd like to plug? You've plugged the book. Your, uh, yeah, I have the book. Yeah. Your Twitter is Virgil Texas. Virgil, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. It's thanks, been a Virgil. Real- this has been the QAnon Anonymous podcast. We don't advertise on our show. We are supported entirely by our listeners. Subscribe for $5 a month and get access to all of our premium episodes. Do it. Do it. Do it. You should do it. Head over to patreon.com slash QAnon Anonymous. And yeah, just for five bucks, uh, you'll get four premium episodes a month and you'll get our undying thanks. Either way, thank you for helping us grow and remain completely independent. If you cannot afford to support us financially, you can help by telling friends about us and sharing the word online. Uh, Go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating. We also have a Discord server where people hang out and chat. You can DM us or find the Discord tweet in our Twitter timeline. This week's guest was Virgil Texas. You can follow him on Twitter at Virgil Texas. You can follow us on Twitter at QAnon Anonymous. And for the host, it's at Julian Field. That's at B-E-L-D, at Real Rokotansky, and at Travis underscore view. Listener, until next week, may the deep dish bless you and keep you. It's not a conspiracy. It's fact.